Well, beep beep, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of Splattercast. And today we are going to be talking about... It Chapter 2. Spoil alerts! If you haven't watched it, turn this off now. Don't go forward. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go out and watch it first! Okay. Awesome. This is also the currently the number one movie in America. Number one! It. A lot of people went out in droves to see this. Even though the critics were not, they didn't understand the movie, so they crapped on it. There's a lot of people that crapped on it, but most of the people that crapped on the movie are the people that uh, don't know much about the book, the universe, or what they were trying to accomplish. Hopefully they watched it before we watched it. Yeah. You said they crapped on it. Yeah. Hopefully they watched it. Before they put it on the TV again. <laughs> so. Wow. That was a stretch. This, um, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> this movie. It, there's a lot they couldn't put into it. Because the book is over a thousand pages. This is only two movies. And yeah. I know the movie was almost three hours. Was the most amazing three hours of my life. But they did every. I don't think there's a lot they could have altered it. There's a lot they had in the movie. There are some points that I think kind of were not needed, but they weren't big chunks of the movie. But let's get your thoughts. What were you, what was your thoughts on? It, chapter two. I wish it was more scary. Like, the first one scared the bejesus out of me. Like, full-on, balls to the wall, scared. I was scaring people in the movie theaters. I was screaming and I was jumping, freaking out on the first one. The second one, I think, was more funny than it was scary. It There was a balance, but I think they could have amped up the scary I think I anticipated it not being as scary. One, a lot of people said it wasn't as scary. But I didn't know all that before going in. You never told me any of that. So when I went in, expecting what the first one gave me and getting what I got. Yay! It's my gremlins. And getting what I got really sucked. Like, I was expecting him to be extra out there. Um, the beginning, I wasn't expecting. Like, that really That's... fucked with my brain. Like, the very beginning of the movie, like, sent me over the edge. Like, I thought this was, oh my god. It was almost like they teased me type of thing. Like, I'm going to give you the most gruesome part of the whole movie right now. And then the rest of it kind of fell flat for me. That's the one scene I didn't think they were going to put in the movie. Because it's the I love dairy scene. So With anybody, the gay guys. The gay guys that get royally beaten up because they're gay. And 
it actually is the opening to the book. It I is just... the very first part of the book, and it's not something I expected to even be in the movie. One complaint I would say is there's not enough Pennywise. Maybe that's why it wasn't as scary. Because... He's, he's actually, most of the scenes are more of, like, he's not as Pennywise, he's as other things. Maybe that's why. I don't know. To me, it just didn't hold up like the first one did. I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. It just... For me, I was so amped up from the first one that I wanted the same kind of creepy in the next one. They made more fun of it, of Pennywise, than were afraid of it. If that makes yeah. sense. Like One of the things I would change is... The Stanley thing. They went and did that so quickly that he's... And it wasn't... The the original, it gave you more... Of him. What What's the word I'm looking for? Not of him, but just more anticipation. Oh my god, what, what's he gonna do? Why is it so on him in the bathtub? Oh my god, he's di- you know dying. He's dead. Oh my gosh. And then that whole pan away... From that and the bloody it on the wall, whew, it didn't show that. It showed Stanley in tub, uh, the next thing, you know, flashes going on in his head, and then him slitting his wrists, but you don't even see that. You just see, the, like, the blood on the I thing. I think they could have, like, bam, actually that was it. shown it, but I think nowadays censors with stuff like that, they wouldn't have even let them put that in the movie. Maybe there's like a director's cut that's going to come out or something because that the was so rushed. The director said the original cut of the movie was five hours. I would watch the five hours. I, I would as well, just as a hardcore uh, Stephen King's It fan. I will say, but as think, much as you love a movie, yeah. you can still pull it apart. And one of the things that I think falls really flat in the movie is the flashbacks with the kids because they didn't film them in 2016. So all the scenes they filmed, they're older, so it doesn't match. Like, that was okay with me. I know, but there's parts of it that you could... Well, because we watch watch Stranger Things, and in Stranger Things, one of the characters is in there, so he looks a lot older. True, but as well... Like, that didn't have a big effect on me. Because they still looked like they did. They were just older. To me, some of them, like, their voices slightly changed. And their facial features changed. So you're saying the cohesiveness you didn't care for. I didn't didn't care for that because it's cohesive. If they knew they were going to do an It Chapter 2... And they had a... And he had a vision. He should have filmed extra scenes with the kids. Back in 2016... Because he filmed it in 2015 with the kids, released it in 2016, and then to go film scenes in 2018. Okay, when, I can when see the, when that they're supposed to still be the, they're supposed to be the same age, so it kind of takes some of the uh, make believe stuff. But I do still think there's there's scenes in there, like the flashbacks didn't really. For me, it didn't really hinder the movie. Like, I like the flashbacks. But some of their timings were off. Yeah. Like, uh, the kid that plays Eddie. Like, Kid Eddie. Yeah. His timing was... Off. I wish that they... 
have when they're an adults and in, in dairy. I wish there was more interaction between it and them, Pennywise and them. Yes. Um, because most of the flashbacks, yes, Pennywise was in them, but not- but snippets like real quick. So when they go and they're trying to remember everything, finding their their thing that they have to burn towards the end of the movie, like when they're doing that and they're encountering Pennywise at the same time, it's so brief. Like there's no harm done to that. Like I I don't know. Maybe it's not in the book or something, but I would in the want book them... there's more interactions with. Pennywise and, and them the, older and them older. Think of uh, go back to the miniseries. There is scenes with Pennywise and all the adults, extended scenes that you didn't see in here. There was uh, Richie in the library. There was Bill uh, at the cemetery where all the graves are being dug. And then there's the scene where he goes and flips through the cards and Pennywise's face is on him. And yeah, like I said, I just there wasn't a whole lot with Pennywise in this one, and that's what was disappointing because they left us wanting that. I think they they gave us everything we wanted in the first one, and the second one, it's almost like they they toned Pennywise down. It's like Pennywise has returned. He's this massive thing. He's starting to kill kids again. But it he's seems like... He's gaining all this... He's not... I think what they might have been going for is Pennywise isn't so strong as he once was. But I don't know because but he even seems... even with them... Because they're supposed... These, these adults are supposed to be fearing. Like, they don't even remember Pennywise... Before they even come back to town. Like, they don't know why they're coming back. Just Except that there was... Beth, which is... I don't know if she remembers she, quite yet. She said but, she never forgot. But Pennywise... You know, they don't even remember Pennywise. In the original, once Mike said, Hey, he's back. Everybody was like, oh my god, Pennywise. Like, it just flashed into his head, their heads. This one, it's like... Oh, hey, guys, and it's all done at the the restaurant, the Chinese restaurant. Which I do like the what? the twist on... It's How the, they find out Stan's dead? Well, no, not just that. The The scene with the, the fortune cookies is a throwback to the original. Yeah. Because everything they turn into is the same thing it turns into the original. I will say that the, there's one flaw with the adult actors. And that's because when you're watching the movie, there is one actor that just blows everybody away. And originally before I saw this, I thought it was going to be James McAvoy, the guy that plays Bill. Because he's been in big name movies, he was in Wanted, he was in the X-Men movies. But no, it's it's freaking Bill Hader. That dude is funny. He's the guy that plays adult Richie. Yeah. He is just like boom, boom. And the funny thing is, I've never seen him in anything. Like, he had me laughing. That's what I'm saying. But like, Richie Tozer is supposed to be like that. And the funny. No. Well, in, in the book, he's supposed to be this funny comedian. I get that. But in the. I can't, I'm going to keep going back to the original because that's the only thing I can. Um, 
compare it to? Because she like, hasn't read the book and... Like, okay, the original one, Eddie gets so scared that, yeah, when he's older, he's a comedian, but as soon as he goes back to Derry, he can't do a joke to save his life. Like, he's so terrified of this thing that he can't crack jokes like he was in the beginning of the movies. Like, he's so terrified. This one, he's making fun of it the whole time. What, Richie? Right? Didn't I say Richie? You or said Eddie. Whatever. You know what I mean. The The clown. Ha 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 ha. The clown of the thing without being Pennywise, the actual jokester. Like, this one, he's like cracking jokes every second he gets. They're down in the bunker that, uh, what's his face? Ben made. Yeah. And he's like making fun of it. The one scene in the whole movie of the first remade it. That nobody liked when he's all dancing in that weird lava pit thingy, and he's making fun he's of, making fun of it, which is good because he's using comedy to hide. Okay, one of the things that they say in the movie is the secret, the secret, the secret. They don't come out and say it, but in the book, the secret is he's actually gay. Oh, that's why he's making jokes and hiding things, and there's this weird bond with. Eddie and him, and that's why at the end of the movie, he carves Eddie and Richie with a heart. I would never have got, I thought they were just like best no, friends he, type thing. And That's why like, he got offended at the arcade when the guy called him a, a, a homo and called him gay. Because Richie's secret is that he's gay. And he's hiding it. Oh. He's hiding it the whole time. See, which, that's in the book, and that's not in the movie. Like, they, they, I guess there's nuances the, to there's it. There's nuances on it, but they but, didn't. They figured they already had that the scene with the two gay guys. Which, by the way, when when you do watch it, if you are not, if you don't like uh, the violence against gay people, what they they completely do not tone that down. They're beaten to a bloody pulp. And one of the gay guys has to watch his lover get his heart ripped out by Pennywise in front of him. Yes. But the scene in there that most people will go to, because I've talked to several people, and there's one scene that they say really just made him get the willies. It's like the Georgie scene. It's just like the Georgie scene in the original. It is Pennywise is under the bleachers. And he's, there's like this firefly, yeah, and there's one. this little girl that gets made fun of because she has that... Dis- birthmark. That, it's that, a birthmark on her face. And it's not a disease, it's just a birthmark. But they make fun of her, so they, he says, I'll be your friend, will you be my friend? Really coarse in her, which reminds me a lot of uh, Georgie and Pennywise. Well, not even just that, that r- brought it back to the original, the how that clown is. I can't remember the guy. I'm horrible with names. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. It reminds Pennywise. me of the uh, the scene the whole... in the uh, with uh, Pennywise and Eddie in the shower. Yeah, like I don't know. It just it was like he was human for the first time. He he wasn't that scary ass clown, even though he had the same face paint and everything like that. Like he wasn't the scary ass clown. It was. But he just opens. His mouth and yes. just rips her face off. Like I said, it and just... And they show it. Like, for me, like, that brought a different perspective of the new Pennywise. If that makes sense. Because it was like, oh my gosh. 
I could see myself being that little girl, you yeah. know, being made fun of, all this stuff, and like, oh, I get made fun of too, he says, and like all this stuff, well, 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 I thought maybe you'd be my friend, and it's like, oh my gosh, I could see myself in this little girl befriending this clown because he's always made fun of, because he looks different, and getting closer, and that, that, um, what's it called, the... Friendship. Well, not a friendship, but it's like a kinship. anxiety building because you know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? You know, you know that clown's not friendly. He's that's why I say to... it reminds me of the Georgie Pennywise. Yeah. Scene. That's one of the scenes that people are are talking about. One of the things that I think most people didn't notice, and is the cameo. There is a cameo of the original cast. One cast member from the original miniseries is in the movie as hmm. the director. At the very beginning when, when Bill goes oh, on yeah. set and the director that? that's on there, it's the guy who played Eddie in the original series. Hmm. Well, because John Ritter's not alive anymore and well, I don't think yeah, you, either. You were mentioning something like that in the theater, but I was so into the movie that I you you said something. You're like, oh my god. I thought him. that was cool. I wish that they would have got like uh, a couple other people from there. I I really mm. like the Stephen King cameo. Yes. Because in the the one uh, store which has the bike, which yeah. if you look at it, is the original bike from the miniseries. Yeah. It's the same bike, but the fact the the reason that they threw the there's this line that's going through the whole movie. It's I hate your endings. I love your books, but I hate the endings. Because the one thing that everybody always says about Stephen King books are, I love your books, but I hate the endings. Because most people hate the endings in Stephen King books because they're not, like, your average endings. And Bill's line about he doesn't, the world's not a happy place. Because it's not. But I thought Audrey would have been in the movie more. She's in there. Yeah, she's only in there at the beginning. She's in there for one scene, and she's a grade A bitch. I, yeah. I didn't like her. The other thing that I thought that they lacked on was Beverly and her relationship with her husband. Like they completely like just folded that and shoved it out there, I and was like blah. I like it wasn't because, intense. I think it's because of all this stuff recently with all but the. But still, that like, it, it was them. It was them holding, holding back because if you read the page. But no, like in the okay. Well, yes, you know the book, but I'm well, saying the book in they the, go, the there's like three pages. Movie, it's bad. Yeah, in the first movie, like you see him, and it's like he's this dominating person, and like she's a very submissive person. And it's this whole battle of, you know, and like... They should have spent more time on the adults before they went to Derry. Like, they just, there was that, I was wondering how far they were going to take it. And they... Because of all the stuff from the first one. And they one. didn't take uh, it. And then all the stuff at the beginning of this movie with the gay guys and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, they're going to really blow my marbles. Like, just blow my brains out with this Beverly and her husband. Yeah, like, but they, I can't believe it. We're going to see this. And then when it happened, it was like, you're not going. I got to teach you. And then she punches him and she leaves. Like, there was... It's... There was nothing. Like, I'm like... They really oh. laxed on some of the... 
stuff. And for those people that are going to complain and say that um, we're bashing on that, we we truly love the movie. Yes. It was one of the best horror films I've seen this year. I love but it. But just because you love a movie doesn't mean you can't say things about it. And part of it is people are going to complain, oh, they had four hours. No. They had four hours for two parts for the first half and the second half. So they had less time to character development, the the adults. And in 1990, they did a better job about doing that. And there is something big that they, I was just thinking about it, that they fucked up on with one of the characters. It is a core part of who he is. Bill. What is the one thing he barely does in part two? Stutter. Stutter. He stuttered once. And he doesn't once say or twice. And he doesn't say the line. The line that he used to have to type on a typewriter all the time yeah, to help with this. I can't remember what it was, but you and can. that's and that's um. It talks about him uh, seeing the de- uh, the devil in its eyes, which is a which is a homage kind of thing to the deadlights, and the the really bad thing is he just. He, it's, it almost seems like he didn't know where to go with the character of Bill. Because also in the original miniseries, when Bill remembers that his his little brother that got murdered, he completely forgot that his little brother got murdered when he was a kid. And when he remembers, it's not even anything big. But in the original one, it all of a sudden his stutter just came back like that. And it was horrible. And he just holds his wife and says, I gotta go. And to me, that was, like, more impactful because they barely mentioned the Georgie stuff until they all had to go into their stuff. But even then, it wasn't really... I don't know. It just wasn't that whole brotherly thing. And I never knew that in the original, that he was actually not sick. And that's why he blames himself yeah. so much for Georgie's death. It's it's one of the things that comes out in the in the in the book when you're reading it because it's one of the things you're reading it you're reading it and then you read it because it's towards the end of the book and you're like wow. So then Bill has to come to terms with the fact that it wasn't his fault because he didn't know that George that was going to be the last time. The only real cool scene that I can there's two good scenes I like with Bill. One of them is when he's riding the bike down. And he's going yeah. super fast. And he looks and sees the Kneebald house. And then the other one is where he goes to the drain. And he starts yelling and screaming at it. And I thought that they're Pennywise, gonna, I thought yeah. they're going to do the whole thing of not having Pennywise in that scene. But he talks back. What they should have done is have like his eyes show up. Like, just his eyes. Because you don't have to show his face. Just show his eyes of what Bill's yelling at. Granted, that little kid that he tries to save gets freaking destroyed. Yeah. That's... And it that is Pennywise trying to instill that no matter if he's there, if he's not, doesn't matter what Bill can do, it's never going to be good enough. He's going to keep taking the people in that town, whether he's there, he's not, doesn't matter. 
I mean, that's the whole thing to me because... I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why that's doing That's her that. notification ringtone, by the way. Um, I don't understand... Or... I don't even know where I was now. Oh, that whole scene with him in the fun house. And, like, he's right there. And the kid's on the other side of the glass. And he's right there. And no matter what Bill does, like, he cannot get through to save that kid. And it's like Pennywise doesn't give a rat's ass. And Bill's screaming at him, I'm here this time. You can't do it. I'm here. I'm here. And that's when the little kid gets murdered. I mean, just blood everywhere. Did you see the foreshadowing that happened before that? As he's running down the hallway, all the the swinging back clowns are the original Pennywise. Yes. And Pennywise is hitting him and knocking him into the wall. So it's basically saying that no matter that Pennywise is the one going after him. But I do like some of the adult scenes. I didn't like the uh, forced um, star-crossed lovers scene. Of, of Ben and, and uh, Ben and Bev are both drowning at the same time, and the only way that they can survive is that they I hold each other's it. hand. I wasn't, did, but it, it wasn't that. It was like finally, because it was for me how I looked at all those is like the test. Like, are you brave enough to conquer your deepest fear? His deepest fear was being rejected by Beverly. That was his love no matter what happened. You, you know what I mean? Like, she was his first love. She's the first person in that whole town to like him and treat him like he's a human being. But if he tells her, I love you, is she going to give it back to him? Probably not because she likes Bill. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, then it's like all this stuff. Like, is he really going to say it? Is he going to say it and set himself free? Is she going to finally realize who really sent that letter? You the, know what I mean? The weird thing about that whole scene is, like, there's no Pennywise in the whole scene. I, I don't so, know. So, a lot of them had to be tested by Pennywise. Oh, yeah. But he's nowhere in either of those sequences. I think the thing that it was referencing for me in those, I don't know if it's true, but it's, like, when they were kids... Why Beverly was in that room was because that was where she hid most of her time during middle school or high school. I don't know when they were in, when they were younger. And the girls would pick on her. She was always in the bathroom. Ben's place of security was in that den that he created. So it's like those safety places are slowly eating them alive until they come to terms with what they fear. Do you see what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's I just like, think the test seems were... like some of them are good, but Richie and Eddie's was funny because it had that fucking Pomeranian on crack. Yes. I, I never understood why they were afraid of Pomeranians. Because he, makes it, he made a joke earlier about, hey, if it's things we're afraid of, why don't we just think of freaking a Pomeranian? Because that can't hurt us. It, okay. It was almost like a comedy spoof on a Ghostbusters. Hey, Puff and Marshmallow it, they Man. also had the doors again in this one. The yeah. scary, the not scary, and the very, very scary. Yeah. And no matter what door they chose, 
there's always something scary behind it, but I, I think, no, they chose the very scary first, and that was with, uh, what was her name? That lost the shoe. It was in the first one. They found their sh her shoe in... Betty. Betty. Um, they found her body was running at them or something. It yeah. was like, it was her Half body. Her body was missing. Yeah. So they slammed that door. And then the next one's the Pomeranian. Yeah. And then the Pomeranian morphs into this fucking weird-ass creature. And then they're like, oh, so maybe he's not trying to trick us this time. And they open up the not-scary-at-all door. And there's nothing there, and Pennywise disappears behind yeah. them and stuff. I don't know. But I don't think that they really had a test. They weren't tested like the other two, or the other three, because Bill was tested by Georgie. He, Eddie was tested because he, he had to face his fears of the, of the leper. Yeah. And his test, um, Richie's test... Was for him to get past that room because that those three doors encompass when he ran into Pennywise alone by himself. Yeah. So those. I don't know. I do. I love the movie. What about um, the the one thing I really didn't want in the movie, but I got anyways. The spider. S spider. It didn't look as cheesy as the original one did. Yes. The original one was very cheesy. This one. It still was cheesy, but it wasn't as cheesy. I don't know how to explain it. It was more of Pennywise. The yeah. original was just, here's a spider. Yeah. This one was, it's a fucking clown spider. Which sounds funny as shit, I know, but it actually looked pretty cool and scary. I do like that they showed Pennywise in his natural form. The lights? No, the three lights. Yeah, the three dead lights. Yeah. And there is a point where you can see the other lights above, which yeah. are a reference to... I don't like the ending. I do not like the way that they kill it. That-esque. Like, that was almost as bad as the original death thing. Because they, like, they, bu they bully him. Down. Making him feel small. And then he gets smaller and he looks like a little midget clown. And... A baby. But not just that. Of all the people to pull the heart out, why did why was it Mike? I think it was because I don't know. Because he never left. He never left, and his his own issues he had by staying. Yeah. I think that's what it was because he tricked the people to come back because he knew if he told them on the phone. They wouldn't come back. They wouldn't come back. So the whole fact that he tricked them and lied. Because, I mean, he lied the whole time. About the ritual was going to save up, them. Yeah, save, save them. Well, not even just that. Like, he neglected to tell them that even if the ritual did complete the way it was supposed to, everybody was going to die. It wasn't just going to be Pennywise. It was going to be the Losers Club. Like... He didn't say that, and he lied about it. The ritual, thats that was the whole thing. Like That's why he carved off that part of the, the box. It's because it showed that by doing that, they had to give the ultimate sacrifice and die. And I would have been mad if they kept Eddie alive. Because in the book he <sighs> dies, in the original miniseries he dies. Did he? 
Yes. In the I don't think so. In the original miniseries, he gets, um, he gets, um, stabbed I'll by one to. of the, he gets thrown against the rocks and he falls down. I'll have to rewatch the miniseries because yeah. I don't remember Eddie dying. That's why it was such a big shock to me. It was like a horrible shock to me. I was like, what? Because I don't remember Eddie dying. Yeah, but then again, dies. I've only seen it, seen it like and once or twice. And Bill, um, rescues his wife, Audrey. From the cocoon and has to bring oh. her, and he he puts her on the bike. So I she thought can... that was Bill's wife. No, that that's Bill's wife, but he rescues her in the movie because Eddie doesn't have a wife. He's by himself. He's okay, you just confused me. Okay. So after Eddie dies in the original miniseries, Bill goes and finds his wife in the cocoon, and he opens her, and she's like comatose. So he ends up taking her on the on the bike and riding through town to wake her up, and she finally wakes up. Yeah, but that was, I do love the movie. Um, very shocked about Eddie dying, because like I said, I don't really remember that one very much. They make Stan mean something at the end. Yeah, I like that, with the letter. That letter. was not in the book. That's something that he came up with, to make Stan mean something more. Like, his death wasn't in vain. And it wasn't like he was weak. It's yes, he was he knew weak. That if he came back, he wouldn't have survived. Yeah, because he said in there, "I know you guys are mad. I know you guys don't understand why I did what I did. But if I came back, I wouldn't have been able to go up against Pennywise. I was too afraid. There was no way in hell. And we, as a collective of the Losers Club, had to be united. If I came there, we all would die." So I took the only way that I knew I could. The only way that was possible to take. In order for you to survive. So if you're reading this letter, then my plan worked. I just don't like the way that, like, everything... I really wanted the ending from the the very last page. I was hoping, I was praying for that, because you told me about it. I was hoping and praying. So anybody that hasn't read the book, on the second to the last, on the very last page, um, there's in a big giant paragraph, the way the book ends is where the barons are, on the very top of the barons, somebody, somebody spray paints, Pennywise lives. See, wouldn't that have been like an awesome end credit thing, like after... All the credits go. It doesn't even have to be like a a scene. Could be like a drawing or something that was just there. Some something that's like, oh my god, Pennywise is still alive. Cause that was in the book and that because technically the way that the Stephen King universe works is that he's always around. You can't kill him, you can suppress him, but he can always take other forms. Mm-hmm. So any anytime you read a Stephen King book and you hear the words Mr. Gray, Bob Gray, Bob Gray, those are Pennywise. And probably others too that people haven't figured out yet. But the one thing that we're not talking about is Bowers. That was lame. I didn't like it. It made no it makes sense because they did it in the miniseries and it's in it's in the book, but the problem is... He, it was too fast. Well, he wasn't, um... 
It was too something. He didn't... There wasn't enough from the do. They didn't make him worth any while. And then he dies, like, really fucking quick. That's what I'm saying. Like, that whole thing with uh, Bowers. What's his first name? Henry. Henry Bowers. Like, that... uh, Like, I don't get it. Like, it was weird. And then his friend shows up. His dead zombie friend. Yeah, Belch. But I'm pretty sure that was Pennywise. Wasn't really his friend. No, it just... It was... That part was kind of cool. I liked the special effects. You could actually tell it was supposed to be his friend that died in the very, very beginning. Yeah. Of the the series. I will say after watching both parts, as great as Bill Skarsgård is, as great as he is, after watching both of them, Tim Curry still is at the top. Because he brought nuances to the character that aren't in here and there's certain ways that he made he made scenes deliver go he rethinking about it because we talked about which one was better a couple weeks ago is he'll go from comedy and he'll slowly merge into scariness and he can do that like that tim curry has like this amazing ability about him and bill skarsgård it never tried to do that medium. He never tried to really boost it up and do something like that. So I think if now looking at it, being able to see it chapter two. It chapter two is is really good, but for thirty years for me Tim Curry's always scared me as that clown. A piece of him Periodically throughout my life going until I was 30, I had like mini nightmares where if I would see Pennywise in my nightmares, I'd wake up and I'd have to watch something on TV just to get that image of Tim Curry's Pennywise out of my head because it's all cute and innocent, but there's scenes that just go da 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 and Bill Skargard's Pennywise doesn't like make me that scared because he's always the first one the first (coughs) excuse me the very first movie the new guy was terrifying right to me he was just terrifying okay so I liked him in that part the second chapter that we just watched he he didn't scare me. I think he calmed he it down. Like, even even with the girl underneath the bleachers, even with the thing about the fun house, like, it wasn't the same delivery as the first one. He wasn't in there a lot, like, in the original series, in the second half. I... Pennywise was always in there, he, taunting them. Making them feel like no matter where they went, Pennywise was right behind them. This one wasn't that way. And the whole thing of, um, uh, tell him your secret, tell him your secret. Like, I don't understand. I'm like, what the hell? Is he a mass murderer that we don't know about? Until you just told me that he's gay. Like, I didn't understand. Like, it was very... I think part of the problem disconnected. is... Disconnected. Bill Skarsgård went and did an interview about it a year and a half. 
ago where he talked about Pennywise gave him nightmares and he had a he had to fly back to Sweden to be away from the character and completely exercise it out of his body. So I think by by him exercising it completely out of his body, he didn't know how to get back there. But I think the I character it, scared him too much yeah. in his first portrayal that he didn't want to go back to that. Because it ruined his psyche for like a year. Where all he would see is Pennywise, 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 Pennywise when he went to sleep. Yeah, that's the only thing that I have a problem with is like there wasn't that scared factor. Like it doesn't take a lot to scare me, like jump scares and that kind of thing. But that clown in the first one, like seriously terrified me. I think not not in the original series, the very first chapter that we just watched like a couple years ago. I think it chapter two compared to the second half of the it miniseries, I think that nailed it more than this did. Yes, like this I one agree. has like good special effects and everything. I but, love the story, but the the story is good. But if you were to go back to core acting believability, because there's tons of scenes where like a red balloon will just pop up in the original miniseries, or when Audrey goes to Derry and. She stops at a gas station, and there's a gas station attendant, and Pennywise tricks her as somebody else, and says, don't you want a balloon? And just says, don't you want it? And it gets more aggressive, and more aggressive, and then his eyes turn into the deadlights, which is how he's able to hypnotize, like, par- like uh, paralyze um, Audrey. And he's able to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just... There's... I think... Tim just knew how to do it. And I think... Well, even with the... Even with Beverly when she goes back to her old apartment. That seems not as... It's not as prevalent of as the first one. Where, um, her, where she's drinking the tea and then the body starts to decompose. And then... What I was hoping for what was in the original miniseries, as she's running down the street, there's like 50 red balloons just coming down the street out of there. And then they all pop except one, which goes like this, and bounces and follows her, and when it pops it, there's blood on the inside, oh. referencing the sink. Yeah. Because Penny Lies just started fucking like, with them. Like, the, yes, Pennywise fucked with them in this version as well, but, not but as, it was so tame. Like, the lady, the old lady, I'm like, even at the movie theaters, because it was me, you, and another couple. Yeah. I'm like, is that lady naked now? What the fuck? Like, I don't understand the only... how it got there, and then it turned into this weird monster-looking thing, and I'm like, what? I think In the God's only... word. I think the only scene that I think was really impactful was the one with Richie and the clown, where the statue comes alive and tries to stab him... But that was when he was a kid. Yeah, but then it pops into he's an adult, and Pennywise shows up with all these balloons, and it's correct flying through, and it was very impactful. And the people in the back, because they do this and they even freeze, and they freeze. freeze frame, and he says, tell us all your secret, Richie. Yes. Tell us all your secret. That scene was really cool. I just think, as a whole, this movie was good, but it's not, like... Ever since It Chapter 1 came out, I think we've watched it like 
50, 60 times. Yeah, I really in, like it. In, in three years. Yeah. We've watched it that many times. The other part that was very impactful was the very beginning of It Chapter 2. Yes. That very beginning. It was just, oh my God. Like, I felt something for those gay guys. Like, I'm like, oh my God, if I was there, I'd help them right now. And then it's like their luck just keeps getting worse and worse. Then they're beat to a bloody pulp and you finally think, you know, they're going to get away. You know, the, uh, the, the one guy jumps over to save his lover that was thrown over the edge. And then you see it carrying him aboard onto the, the, by the barrens. Yeah pulling him up onto the rocks and it's like the sense of relief to the guy like oh my god finally somebody helped him right and then it's like smashed because then he rips his heart out and it's like oh fuck what did I do I need to get out of here and he can't because he's swept up and then he knows in the end he's gonna die as well like that was very impactful and then all the balloons coming down like it was it started off the bang and then it kind of fizzled that's how I feel. I still love the movie. I'll probably watch it 10 million more times. I love it. We have so much it stuff I in the room. I will say one of the cool thing about it chapter 2 and I didn't know this was going to happen. There is so much merchandise. Okay, we went to Target and they have mini they have mystery figures. They have action figures. They have tiny tune stuff. Um, which are like these cartoony uh, characterizations of the horror people. There's pop figures. There's t-shirts. So I think one good thing about it, chapter one and two is, is it's making Pennywise into a horror icon. Yeah. Because now there's like merchandise and people are putting Pennywise on the same level as Jason and Michael and Freddy and Chucky and all those people have multiple movies and technically there's only three it movies but one thing i would suggest everybody is you should either get an audio audiobook or the actual book and i would read it because there's so much in there that's not in there like bev and her husband there's three pages and it goes super in depth about the uncomfortableness of him touching her and how she feels about it and then the abuse and everything and it really goes into detail the only problem with the book is it does jump around so go here and there but everybody has their own chapter so there's a chapter for bill there's a chapter for bev eddie richie all of them i'll probably be reading it because i do like to read so i'll probably read it but i think everybody should check out the movie it's just it's not, because one of the things they did is they said it has the most amount of blood of any horror film ever, so people were expecting a gore fest, but all that blood is reserved for one scene, and it's the scene where Bev where, is where, in the yeah, it's in the bathroom, and it was her test, yes, the one that you don't really care for, but that one was they they told I think Edward, it was symbolic though. Yeah, it's just, everything. it's just bad when you tell horror fans this has the most amount of blood you'll ever see in a horror film. And then that's how you get the most amount of blood in a horror film. Yeah. Like I said, I 
I see more symbolism with the blood for her because of everything that happened to her. Like her father molested her. That whole thing. Then the blood in the sink. All this stuff with her and blood, blood, blood. Like they had to drown her in blood. I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, I just wish that they would have. Not said what they said and just left it the way it was. Or not been so timid and pulled the pulled the trigger on stuff. Because this was the one opportunity to really... Shine. Fully deliver. Um, mm-hmm. So this was just our thoughts and opinions on It Chapter 2. Yes, there were, we said some negative stuff. But we do love the movie. Of course. I'm a complete Pennywise fan. Have been ever since I watched the very first one. Um, we have tons of Pennywise merchandise. Like, I love Pennywise. I love the thought of Pennywise. Like, Pennywise is, like, the end-all, be-all. He'll always be there no matter what type thing. No matter what you do, he'll always come back. And as I, I love it. was told a long time ago, just because a movie is your favorite does not mean you cannot say what's wrong with it. I love the Jason movies, but I fully understand things that are wrong with them. And on that note, we also dropped our Friday the 13th episode, which we talked yes. about part four. And before we end this episode, I am going to say next week, we are going to talk about one of my favorite horror type movies that I watched when I was a kid, and it is now a cult classic, but when it came out... People crapped on it. People shat on it. Because when everybody else was watching The Goonies, I was watching Monster Squad. So next week, we are going to talk about Monster <laughs> Squad, and we are going to rewatch it. If you want to watch Monster Squad before we talk about it, it is currently on Hulu and Amazon Prime for free as long as you have the service. And... If we get the chance to go watch a movie next week that's only playing three times, you'll be getting a review on that, and that is three... Three from hell. Three from hell. I was going to say four from hell, but I didn't think that was right. Which is... Was it four or three? It's three. Three from hell. Because it is the end of the trilogy of the House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects Is the end... Yeah, it's the last one in the series. Okay, well. So, Three from Hell, it's playing only in exclusive areas. It's very limited, and it's only for three days. Only for three days. We're, I'm hoping to go... We're, we are hoping to go and watch it on Wednesday, because they're doing um, Devil's Rejects right before it, or yes. is it the House of Thousand Corpses? Uh, it's Devil's Rejects. Devil Rejects, and then it's the so, Three from Hell. if we're able to, we are going to do a lengthier episode and we will talk about Devil's Rejects House of Thousand Corpses I don't know about the House of Thousand Corpses I like Devil's Rejects more. I don't really remember that one all as well as the other one if we're able to we'll do uh, Devil's Rejects and we'll do Three from Hell but okay. that's only if we're able to if not we will give you a different episode yeah cause I don't know if the timing is gonna be right with my job and everything and if everything's perfect and goes how I want it to go, then we'll be able to go watch it. If not, we're going to have to wait till it comes out on DVD because 
just fucking the theaters the, suck. That's just the way the cookies crumble when you live in a small town. Well, not even just that. Just theaters suck because it's not rated and who it's by. They don't want to so, show it and blah, blah, blah. So and either politics. way, you're going to get um, Monster Squad next week. And then we will give you either Three From Hell, Devil's Rejects, or we will find a different one. Yes. I have ideas. I won't share them now just because I want it to be a surprise. And if you go to Chucky's Funhouse tomorrow, I know there, has been, there hasn't been any content since June on that channel. But starting tomorrow, I am going to have two movie reviews. There's going to be a review for the Banana Splits horror film. <laughs> that was funny. And there is going to be a review for uh, Late to Rest 2 Chrome Skull. Because I love that movie, and that movie just got put on Amazon Prime. So I rewatched it tonight, and I'm going to do a review. You watched it without me? Well, it's all a long time ago. So? It actually has... Um, <laughs> you broke my heart right there, dude. I'm going to punch you. It's actually really graphic and gory, and I forgot how graphic. Especially since they've announced they are doing a third one that will be released soon so there'll be more content for the chucky's funhouse channel which is connected to this podcast i might be on it might not who knows and on our fate on facebook we have made a facebook group look for splattercast on facebook and there is now a facebook group that is live and is on there as well so we will talk to you guys next week is a happy Friday the 13th tomorrow. And for anybody that wants to, AMC is doing an all-day marathon starting tomorrow, I believe, at 8 a.m. And they'll be playing every Jason movie. We'll be on TV tomorrow on AMC. And it's also a full moon. I dropped the mic. It is going to be a... I was great. raising my hand trying to get in there. To say it's a full moon Friday the 13th. All the crazies are going to be out there. So be careful. Because Jason's coming. But no. You had to. Hey if he came to this house. At least he has a spare mask. Because I got two. <laughs> I think he would let us live with all the. He's like these are my people. And I got a machete <laughs> up there for him too. A machete. A mask. We got oil paintings. We got it all. We crazy. I represent Jason. Jason! <laughs> you my peoples. Alright, so we okay, will... love y'all. We'll talk to you next week. Bye! I'm the leader of this squad. So listen up. You said Dracula knows we're here. So let's just try to find the enemy. And get the hell out of here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Splattercast. Woo! Um, this is Chucky and CJ back for another episode. Heck yeah! 
And for those of you that did not figure out what that is from, it is from one of my absolute number one favorite like horror kids movies from when I was a kid, which is Monster Squad. So Monster Squad's a really interesting and unique movie, one that I've actually never seen replicated. And this is the movie when everybody else is watching the Goonies and everybody has the love for the Goonies. They were watching that and I was watching this. This is what I was watching when I was a kid. We recorded it off. I think it was like one of those free H HBO um, weekends back in like the 80s. And we had it on a VHS tape and I watched it all the time which is interesting because it also had another movie that I adored which is not a horror film and that was Masters of the Universe was on there as well and I have a love for it for later in life you're the one that showed me this movie yeah because it's like the best way it's ever been described is the little rascals meet the universal movie monsters yes but the funny thing about this movie is in order for them not to get sued by Universal, they had to alter the characters a little slightly. Like Frankenstein doesn't look like Universal Frankenstein. Wolfman doesn't have like the, the, the hair like that. It's more wolf-like. The Gill Man is uh, slightly different. Yep. And Dracula is different. But the cape that he's wearing and the ring that he has is actually Bela Lugosi's cape and ring. Wow. Like his actual cape and ring in there. And it's even the mummy looks different. It's more frail. Mm -hmm. And it's... The funny thing is... Because I, I used to have the DVD that has a six-hour documentary, which I watched multiple times. The people that created the Gilman in that one created the killer clowns from outer space oh they're the same people that created that uh the uh chioto brothers created the gill man which is my favorite universal movie monster and actually has there's some cool scenes in there with him so we re-watched re it uh, a couple days ago so how do you feel about it, looking at it from the standpoint of it's 2019, it's one of the rare ones that has not been remade from the 80s. How do you think it? I think it still holds, holds up. up. Yeah, I still think it holds up nowadays. Um, it's like I don't know, especially like in the 90s when I was growing up, like that just reminded me completely of 90s. Not so much nowadays. But I still think it holds up pretty well. I mean, we all start out as kids. And that whole monster hunt, treasure hunt-esque feel. Drawing monsters in school. Yeah. Like, it's, we still do that today. But, I mean, a lot of the references are pretty 90s. I Especially mean, uh, the him being able to build, to make wooden stakes. And make bullets in school. Yeah. 
That was a no-go nowadays. But, like, all that stuff, like, it's like, it brings you back to being a kid again. Like a one-hour photo? Yeah. (laughs) It does. It brings you back to being like, oh, my gosh. You know, crawling around outside, imagining, like, you're going through tombs and stuff, looking for monsters and all that, you know. But, like, they're actually there in the movie. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel. Like, it brought me back to my childhood of romping around in the backyard trying to find the ghouls and ghosts that are out there. And And I like watching it now when I'm older. Because when I was a kid, I saw this before I saw Dracula, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Before I saw those all those really good horror movies from that era. So to me, this is like almost where my horror started. Because yes, my my sister made me watch all these horror movies I shouldn't be watching. But this was the first that I just latched onto. This is before I latched onto Friday the 13th, Hellraiser, and Halloween. This was like my childhood. And I I love the weird paragraph conversation between him and his dad that is so making fun of Friday the 13th about um, the horror movie he wants to see at the drive-in Groundhog Day. Yeah. About how, how could he return from the grave if he got blown up and all of his body pieces were sent to Norway, he'd still come back. And he's like, that was part 12. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, that to me is like really cool. It's like a little like nod to it and it also like for me um it had some of the like sandlot-esque feel to it like what at towards the beginning when they're all up in the clubhouse and they're trying to initiate the new guy and the new guy knows more about the monsters than the monster club itself you know than all the other people one of the coolest characters in the movie though yeah rudy who it's always weird like where where is his family? Why does I always thought it was funny that he's hanging out with like middle school kids or yeah. elementary school kids and he's clearly in junior high or high school because he goes to school with uh He's a great like the next school up. Yeah. Whether they're in elementary school or middle if they're in elementary school, then he's in middle. If they're in middle, then he's in high school. It's just weird because this, his yeah. introduction scene, he lights his cigarette, but he's wearing, like, penny loafers. Yeah. Which is so not cool nowadays. <laughs> but back then, it's probably, like, he has the look from the outsiders. He has the slick back hair, the leather jacket, the white shirt, the jeans that have the little... uh the, the, bo- the, bo- the bottom's rolled up, yeah. and he has the gloves, the fingerless gloves that were so 80s. So we should probably talk about the story. <laughs> so, as you can tell, I um, unabashedly love this movie. Nah, he's blushing. He's lying. So, it's... <laughs> there's this amulet that can control and keep, like, monsters, like, in purgatory. Like, in this weird area where they can't get out and every hundred years they can come out and last time what happened like Van Helsing screwed up and he got sent into this wormhole 
because it starts off in the 13th century yeah era and then which that the opening scene is like really cool because it has the old scroll scrolling paragraph that you have to read and then there's like all these coffins and there's like spiders walking around and you got Mm -hmm. the brides of dracula it is so like hammer film like not even universal but like hammer films and then it goes to present day where there's these group of kids that are in trouble because they're drawing pictures of the teacher and they call her cat lady and it's basically they're getting in trouble but they love monsters and dracula's awakens first and he like gets all the monsters because they find Frankenstein so for Frankenstein's coffin like ends up in the swamp but all the monsters get like resurrected so it's these little kids versus the monsters and the movie takes everything that takes place in the movie is within 24 hours wow yeah so it's like literally Like, quick, very fast, where they have to come up with a plan to try and stop Dracula. And it's it's very... The whole area is really cool because it was filmed on the Universal... Like, it was... Not the Universal lot, but where they filmed Back to the Future. It was filmed on the same lot because if you look in certain areas, you can see the set pieces from Back to the Future and other 80s movies... From that time, the final battle takes place in the same area where uh, Marty gets the uh, DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour. Yep. And the really cool thing is in most, to so they couldn't get in trouble with Universal, in order to get the electrodes to go off, they actually attach them to his head. And that brings it up and that's what resurrects Frankie but this one does the it the right way because Frankenstein was never a villain he was never an evil character he, he was misunderstood yeah I really like that how they portrayed Frankenstein in this one because even in the original Frankenstein like he was a very misunderstood like it's very much like don't judge a book by its cover He's an outcast because of how he looks, and then he's misunderstood because he doesn't understand the fact, like, at the end of the movie, if you guys haven't watched it, oh well, spoiler alert, he ends up throwing a little girl into, you know... The water. The water, thinking, like, it's okay because she's throwing little flowers in there, and he views her the same as the flowers, like, oh, she's such a beautiful thing, I need to throw it into the water, and she drowns. Like, he was misunderstood, and for that... He was, like, executed type thing. Yep. And so this one, it's, like, it's him finally getting what he didn't have in the original, if that makes sense, because he actually friends, befriends the little kid, and, I mean, oh my gosh, the end, like, just pulls on your heartstrings, and you're crying, and, oh. We'll get to that in a a sec. Um, The, when they... Because the little girl finds uh, F- Frankie, and they be they, there's this really good bond between uh, the little girl and Frankie, who in real life could not read. She actually okay. was she actually was five, and hmm. 
the main character, Sean, his mom finds the, at a, randomly finds at a, at a garage sale on Shadowbrook Road, which is the same place where the Dracula's house is, which Mm. looks just like the house from Forrest Gump. Just saying, looks like Forrest Gump after. Finds the (laughs) diary of Van Helsing, but it's in German. So they actually go and they talk to the scary German guy, which the the cool thing, like when you're older, you can pick up on things because I would have never picked up on. He's actually not German. He's Jewish because when he closes the door, he has the concentration camp numbers like yeah, on the his, tattoo on his wrist. So and he was able to translate it, but that just that brings some realism to it. So does the part where they, um, they, sh- they give him a mask of Frankenstein of the monster. Cause that's the biggest misconception with Frankenstein. He's the monster, not Frankenstein, but, but give, everybody calls him Frankenstein. Yeah. So. Uh, they give him the mask and he touches it and he slams it on the, on the ground. And then he feels his face and he says, scary. So like when you're a kid, that's like, Mm-hmm. Like, sad. Because he's not realizing that's him. Yeah. He's not... He He's scared of the mask. It's scary. Yeah. And then he doesn't realize that he looks like the mask. Like, that's him. Yeah. That is very heartbreaking. And then I love the... Uh, when When they're having the dude in the jail... And he's telling them to lock him up. Because he said he's going to turn into a werewolf. They're telling him to, to lock him up. Lock him up. And they don't do it. They shoot him with regular bullets. Because this is <laughs> this is the ongoing thing in the in the whole movie. Is that they say... How do you kill a werewolf? Rudy says there's only one way to kill a werewolf. And, that's and that it was silver bullets. And everybody else says is car crash, bombs, anything can kill a werewolf. And we'll get to that later on, but you'll later on you, you get to see who's right and who's wrong. But the transformation for that movie is cool, and I love the look. It just sucks that most movies don't go for that look, because mm-hmm. it has pants halfway torn up, just like you imagine, shirt ripped, and it's like full, the, the face looks so awesome. Hmm. And it's full wolf, you could tell. Yeah. They went for a really more eerie creature like wolf look. That one's really cool. The mummy's more comical. Yeah. I think it's like a comical moment. But the Gilman looks amazing. amazing. No, they did really good on the costumes. I really liked them. Which is weird because the guy that um the guy that was the Gilman he had experience like making effects. So this is mm. his first time ever portraying a monster ever. Huh. And he was uh he did the effects in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh in um part three. He, okay. he helped work on them. And then this was his first time like in there, but when he made the suit, he want he didn't want it to look fake. So he made it seamline. There's hmm. no way to get it off if you have to go to the bathroom. Wow. And 
he had to do those scenes uh, where he's submerged in the water and keeps popping up because there's no seams in it anywhere. So it just looks wow. seamless. He's also because it is seamless. He's also the same guy uh, he portrayed a uh, Pumpkinhead. Okay. So he also did. So now he does creature work where he is does the stunts in movies. But uh, this movie was the first one where he actually stepped into it, and he does interviews where he talks about it was difficult trying to adjust because he didn't realize how hard stunt work is. Because there's this <laughs> there's a scene later in the movie where the creatures like attacking cops on the street. And he didn't realize that the spikes that are on the arm, you really can't tell that they're spikes, but they're like long and they go like this. He accidentally hit somebody, went through the cop hat and cut the dude. So when he pulled the costume out of it, out of the hat, it just started squirting blood. Oh my God. So he cut him like for real. And the guy had to get stitches because he couldn't see because it goes like. The yeah. eyes were off to the side, so he could only... He said it was like looking through a keyhole, so he couldn't see. But he knew the beats. It was like, boom, 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 right, right side, boom, 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 left. But somebody was off on their... Oh, God. On their targeting, so it could have been worse. But he said he couldn't see. Wow. It's... It was really cool and a lot... What they did for all the monsters... Is all the monsters had scenes that you remember. Um, Wolfman got snards. Yes. Um, that uh, is the most famous. Monster stole my Twinkie. And that's with the Gilman, right? Yeah. But that little kid has a scene with two different monsters. Because the other one is. Mummies in my closet. Yeah. And that scene is funny because remember I just remember being a kid and when your parents look in the closet because they never look in the closet there's like oh look there's nothing there and this one it's flat out he opens the closet door and you could see this mummy is just sitting there and he's like see there's nothing in there there's nothing for you to be afraid of now go to bed <laughs> and then the like mummy just slinks out of the window and the Gill Man, like, steals his Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious. But Wolfman's Got Nards is what everybody remembers. We even used it in the opening for this episode. Because most... You, you would think that Wolfman would... Did it ha that if you kicked the Wolfman in the nuts, that he would not drop. Yeah. But he does. <laughs> well, because he's still human. He's both. He's I know, but human it's still... and wolf, so... I mean, wolves have nards, so, I mean... But yes, like, Everybody. you would not think that would be a weakness of the wolf man. And that's when... What happens is they 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 separate... Hi, Sage. Uh, they separate into two teams. One is Rudy and um, Sean's best friend mm -hmm. are in one group because they have to ask... Um, Sean's best friend whether or not his sister's a virgin and the <laughs> and the other ones have to go and um go to the castle where Dracula is so they're going on the dangerous one and you there's moments where you can really tell that it's not very kitty because Frankie even says that the uh master wants children dead and normally when you're a little kid in movies, they don't use the term 
children dead. They don't they don't yeah. say that in a lot of this stuff. That's true. I mean, in a lot of the scary movies and stuff like that, they don't go after kids. Like, that's like a no-go. So, that being probably one of the first movies that you ever watched that actually had that. So, I could see how that would be scary for kids. And it's a contrast because you got the really scary stuff here. And then you got this comedy sequence of, like, these two guys trying to ask this girl if she's a virgin... And then they end up not saying, are you a virgin? Have you ever been borked? Yeah. <laughs> Which is the it's the only movie I've ever heard the term bork. I think it wasn't bork, it was porked. Yeah, but he... It comes off like... I always thought it was borked. Because the brother can't ask, because he's just too... I can't ask, yeah. And then they blackmail her with naked pictures of her that Frankie took. In order for her to help them. Because he said he was going to post it on the school bulletin board underneath the pictures of the prom queen. (laughs) Throwback to 90s. (laughs) Nowadays, I'm just going to post it on the internet. And then you have on the other side where they walk in there and this explosion happens that was set off by Dracula. And everything comes down on Frankenstein. So you think he's dead because a whole bunch of stuff goes on him. Then they get attacked by the werewolf and then they go down into the lower level and they're sitting there is the amulet. And earlier Dracula found it, but he didn't want to, he can't touch it Hmm. because he could have grabbed it earlier, but he didn't. And then I love it. The, how do they get away from Dracula? Tell them, tell them, Chucky, tell them. A garlic pizza. You're a... <laughs> pizza. That, the the fat kid had, and you only hear his name twice in the movie. You hear it's... it in the beginning and you hear it at the end. Chud? No. Chorus. <laughs> it's not Chud. No, Chud is a, is a, um, horror film. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Let me just throw one out there that sounds weird. Chud. Yeah, they call him Fat Kid all throughout the movie. Because even, even like, his <laughs> friends in the Monsters Club, there's a scene where they said, Fat Kid farted. And oh, that's so horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, everybody... Just to be named Fat Kid. Everybody just calls him Fat Kid. And the sad thing is, he is, he is very memorable in the movie, but he is not with us anymore. He passed away many years ago before this movie got the following it did. So they escape there, and then everybody congregates together. And while they're driving away in this weird pickup truck that everybody somehow fits in, like the mummy attaches to it. Wow. And then they rip the bandages off, and they undo the bandage. They undo the bandages, and then the like skull just drops on the ground. That's creepy. And then they end up going in the town square, and they try and go to a church. They're like, monsters hate church, but it's locked because it's like, they have to stop everything by midnight and it's like three minutes to midnight. Isn't that like a song? Yeah. It's Iron Maiden. Yeah. Three (laughs) minutes to midnight or something like that. Huh. 
And it gets intense. I mean, it gets the, intense because then the vampire brides show up, Dracula's brides that he made earlier in the film, and then oh. and then they ask Rudy, "Where are you going?" And then it's the only time any of the kids swear in the whole movie. He says, "I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I?" <laughs> As he just starts taking out vampire brides with shots, and then one of them goes up to him. Because somehow he loads wooden stakes into this bow and arrow that he stole. Yeah. He just takes a stake and just starts stabbing this girl in the chest. <laughs> so out of everybody in the Monster Squad, he's actually the only one. That kills. That kills. And I think monsters. that was to show that he's more mature than they are. Yeah. So then there's a, there's a sequence. We're going to finally talk about the werewolf thing. So <sighs> I don't know if I can, man. Werewolves scare me. So, um, they, the, Dracula starts flying through the air, and he gets shot, and he ends up in a, in a window, so the dad of, uh, who thought his son died because Dracula tried to blow up the clubhouse, that's another thing that was kind of intense. Yeah. And the mom thinks that her son... Tried and, to kill everybody. And her daughter are dead, because yeah. he throws a dynamite... Into there, he also kills uh, Sean's dad's uh, uh, partner, his police partner. He blows up his car. So Dracula kills. Wow. There's death in this movie. They actually kill people. Yeah. So Dracula does that, and his car is awesome. It's a hearse that has a skull on the top of it, like a <laughs> hood ornament. Fucking yeah. Awesome. And so Sean's dad goes up there, and there's like. Dracula's in, like, half-bat, half-vampire form. Yeah. It's all, like, creepy, like, this big, giant, like... Bat, bat man. Bat with a vampire man head. Man-bat. Yeah, like, man-bat. <laughs> and then... <laughs> yes. I was like, it's not Batman. What's the other one? Man-bat. 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 Batman villain. Man-bat. <laughs> And then from there, like, the werewolf shows up and yes. tries to kill Sean's I dad. I know, I saw that. And then Sean shows up out of nowhere and takes a stick of dynamite and shoves it in his pants by the crotch. And they light it and just push him out the window. Yep. And he explodes. But the cool thing is after he explodes, and they're like, they look down, he's like, oh, he's dead because Sean thinks werewolves. Kill him anyway. But his body, like, all the pieces, like, slides. slides Like, you don't see the body come back together, but it insinuates, because back then probably it was harder to do that. Um, So it all slides, and then you see a scene of it popping up, and then another scene comes where the gill man just pops out of, like, a sewer, like, little manhole. It's It's like the Ninja Turtles. Poof. And he kills... The Gilman kills like eight cops in a row. Yeah. And then made him bleed too. And then Fat Kid <laughs> picks, up, picks up the shotgun and with one shot just shoots it right in the chest. And Gilman just goes boom. Hits the ground. And then the, the bullies that picked on him in the beginning of the movie. Um they said, good shot, fat kid. And he pumps a shotgun and says, my name is Horace. So 
So I'm pretty sure they'll never fuck with him again. Because he <laughs> could have shot their ass. <laughs> did you want to do that to the bullies? Yes, I did. My name's Chucky. But I wasn't I was a fat kid. I was just the... Weirdo. The weird kid that had all these interests that weren't cool back in the 90s. And then Rudy gets another cool moment. Where the werewolf shows up again and all the cops are trying to shoot him with regular guns. So he takes one of the dead cop's guns, dumps all the bullets out, and puts one silver bullet in there. Not one, he loads the whole thing with silver bullets. <laughs> and All's eight. And he like shoots him a couple times, but he, he misses. And then he says, ya bang. Which is a reference to... I don't know. And Friday the 13th, part six... Oh, uh, Why would you look at me like that? You're the Friday fan. Well, when they have the red dot in that one and put it um, up to the school, it says, anywhere the dot goes, ya bang. And that's what he says in Monster okay. Squad in order to kill the werewolf. All he says is, ya bang, and goes, bang. <laughs> and kills the werewolf. And the dude says thank you before he dies. Because, because he didn't want to be a werewolf. Because he ended the curse. Yeah. And then you get this... He didn't want to hurt people. He didn't want to injure people. That's why he was trying to get the police to put him in the yes. cell. Yeah, to keep him safe and keep everybody else safe. So then you have the girl that's supposed to be a virgin. That's not. That's saying the line. And then she says, well, Steve didn't count. Yes, didn't did. count. So then they have the... The little five, girl. The five-year-old girl that's... um. Can't read. They tell her what to say. And she almost gets done. Then Dracula shows up. And Dracula kills like six or seven people. So right now the kill count's probably up to 40. Because they're just murdering people. And he grabs the little five-year-old by the face. And lifts her up. And says, give me the amulet, you bitch. And he hisses at her. Like... <sighs> <laughs> Our cat didn't like that very much. And even when I was a kid, like, that was, like... No-go. And then when I found out that when they filmed the movie, she never saw Dracula on set until that scene. And that's the scene she did. So that was a real scream that the little girl had because she was five and they didn't explain to her about... Dracula. Dracula and fakeness and all that. But then Frankie comes back from the dead... And yells bogus, which is bogus, which is the line that the that the little girl uh, taught, taught him because she taught him how to talk, and he knocks him all the way on this metal spike. Yeah, and then they finish doing the thing, and this whirlwind black hole of darkness shows up. Yeah, and starts sucking everything in there. It reminds me of the scene from Evil Dead too. Yeah. Where everything's getting sucked through. And then all of a sudden, like, Dracula gets is trying to get sucked in, grabs Sean, grabs the little kid, and then Van Helsing shows up out of nowhere and just grabs Dracula, gives Sean the thumbs up, and then it's... I'll let CJ describe the scene. No, it <laughs> breaks my heart. The little girl's behind the bench so she can't get sucked in. And Frankenstein. I'm going to call him Frankenstein because he goes by Frankie. 
Frankie the Frankenstein monster. He said, I don't want to go. And he's like getting picked up and the little girl's reaching her arms out and grabbing his fingers and say, don't go, Frankie. Don't go. And he's like, I don't want to go. And then, oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. <laughs> and then she's like, Frankie, don't go. And he's like, it'll be okay. And he floats away to never be seen again. And she gives him her favorite stuffed animal. Yeah. Scraps. Yeah, it was like a little bunny or something. A little puppy dog. Close enough. It had long ears. I'm like, oh my god. And I'm bawling my eyes out. And right when he goes in is when the portal shuts. I know. It's like he couldn't hold on for 10 seconds longer, Frankie. And then 10 minutes later, the military shows up. Like in most things. Because the little freaking five, six-year-old that got his Twinkie stolen wrote a letter to the military in Cran. <laughs> and they say, where's the monsters? I'm like, well, we're the monster squad. And it just ends with like this... 80s rap fest. Yeah, I love that movie. But when it came out, it did not do well. It, people, a lot of people didn't watch it. <laughs> I love the movie. I would have watched it if I knew about it. But what happened about 2006, 2007, this renaissance happened where people like me had been showing people the VHS over and over throughout the years of Monster Squad. So they started to get more and more of a cult following, and then they started playing it, like, at movie theaters and draft houses, um, and people were just... It got more and more of a fan following, and then they re-released it and did a documentary and talked about how much people love the film to the point that now it's considered... Cult classic. It's considered one of the best like movies <laughs> um, to come out, and people love and adore this movie. Yeah, and people like me just show it to whomever we can. I I did really enjoy watching it. Like I said, it brought me back to my childhood. I could see myself in the little girl. I could see myself, and. I always sympathize with Sean. I could see myself in a lot of the kids. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I'm there. I'm hunting these monsters. The whole time you're told over and over and over that monsters don't exist. There's nothing to be afraid of. And like... Then they appear. Then they're there. And nobody believes them until the very end. Like, like oh my gosh, the kids were right. We should probably listen to them. And the cool thing is, anybody that has Amazon Prime, it's free right now. And it's on Free! So we both thoroughly enjoy this movie. Uh, it has a good lasting impression. Anybody that hasn't seen it, I think should see it. Any other closing thoughts? Watch it. Right. You gotta watch it, guys. It's an awesome movie if you haven't seen it. Show it to your kids. Show it to the neighbor's kids. Steal some kids to show it to. Don't do that. That's bad. But, you know, do something. It's an awesome movie. It's an awesome family movie. 
Um, there is some cursing, so... Not a whole lot, but there's a little bit. I mean, there still is, I mean... There's, like, three spots where there's cursing. Yeah, one, one, no, about three, two or three. Yeah, but most of it is stuff that your kids probably have already heard. I'm just saying, yeah. there are curse words in it for a kids movie. So, anywho's, I like it. You should watch it. What do you think? Any last thoughts? Um, last things I'm gonna add is. Not revolved to the movie, but soon we're going to be, uh, we're, we're vamping up for October. I'm super excited. So we're planning out uh, reviews for this channel, and for this uh, podcast, as well as trying to figure out what we're going to do content-wise for the um, Chucky's Funhouse channel, which we're going to be doing some reviews. We are going to be doing 31 days. Tried to. We're going to try to do 30... We're shooting for 31, but 31 life does days happen. of horror films that we're going to try and review. Heck yes, I'm super excited. <laughs> Daffy Duck. Donald Duck. Having a fight. Yep. You woke the cat up. That's okay, he'll go back to sleep. I don't think so. It looks like he's up up. All right, so... <laughs> Love y'all. And we will see you on the next episode, which will be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Bye. Bye.